Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I am your host, Joey Burgoyne, and it's March. It's maple syrup season time. I love this time of the year. And joining me this morning is Matthew Wilkinson, the Maple Syrup Producers Association of Connecticut president. It's maple syrup time. Matthew, thank you for joining me this morning. It's a sweet occasion. There's a lot of sugar houses in Connecticut. Could you give me a little of the history of the maple syrup in Connecticut? Uh, sure. Yep. First off, it's great to be with you. Thank you for uh, having us here. The syrup and uh, sugaring in Connecticut actually has been around since colonial times and pre-colonial times, um, obviously. with, um, But uh, as far as a, a, an industry, it was actually the, the main source of sugar in New England. Uh, for the longest period of time, and uh, Connecticut was actually a pretty large producer at one point. Uh, we're currently we're we're now about the tenth largest producer in the state, um, and the association has about 150 sugar makers spread around, uh, ranging from small time, uh, you know, kind of hobby level up to uh, 6,000 tap operations. Some of our larger uh, commercial uh, guys. So it's it's a quiet industry in the state, but surprisingly widespread. It, you know, like I say, it is across state. We've talked about in the past, I've talked about with other guests, is the ag generation is getting older. Do you see the younger generation kind of taking the taps and, you know, plugging them in trees to kind of keep the tradition going? Um, so I would this year, uh, definitely, I would say historically, there has been kind of an age gap. Um, there were a few younger sugar makers that would start every year, but, but not in large numbers and, and probably fewer than those leaving. Um, but one of the things we've noticed in the last year, particularly, is a real uh, surge of young families and uh, even middle school, high school age uh, kids that are, are, are very interested in, in taking it up. Um, one of the benefits of COVID, I guess, that people, everyone's looking for activities to do close to home and um, in their backyard. And, and it's really kind of resurged maple industry in general. Um, and I think it's also, uh, Connecticut's well positioned for with support from the state and Department of Ag, as well as uh, it's a it's a small farm friendly kind of state just because based on the land mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's a you know, it's a great product it's a, it's a healthy product so it, um, I think it's uh, got a lot of interest in the area and that's one thing I've I've seen over the years you know you drive down the roads and you see the signs you know Connecticut made and there's nothing more Connecticut made than tapping the trees right in your own backyard and just. I always, it's tree juice, and it's just maple syrup is one of those things I've yet to find someone that does not like maple syrup. It goes on everything, you know. It does, and it's it it, does. there's a lot of work in it, you know. What is 
why is Connecticut, we'll just say, it's very good at making maple syrup. I mean, we have the, the hardwood forests, but what does it take to make a decent yield of maple syrup? So it, uh, it takes uh, the, the perfect season of the, the low freezing nights. Uh, you want about 40 degrees each day warming up. Um, and that uh, generates the movement in the sap within the tree, and you want that to to carry on for about a six week period of time. Uh, you know, recently climate's uh, not necessarily been our friend in that way, but uh, but this time of year, this year actually looks like it's going to be a good year for us. Um, it is a lot of work. It, it's uh, um, hours before the season of uh, cleaning equipment, getting everything ready to go. Uh, you know, then going and tapping the trees beforehand, and every day collecting the sap from the trees, and then uh, boiling the sap down each day and making the syrup and then canning and bottling it. And then um, for those producers that are selling it commercially, it's out, you know, spending their, their weekends and their evenings at farmer's markets and stuff. So it's a, it's a, it's a labor of love, definitely, to do it. It's one of those yeah. things, you know, we've seen technological advances in a lot of the areas of farming and ag. Maple making, maple syrup making has not seemed to change much. It's a very simple thing for people to kind of get involved. You need a bucket, a tap, and a fire later. It hasn't changed much, except I guess you can add, you know, the, the people that do have the more taps, you know, with the tubing and stuff like that. But it's a very, in the realm of farming, a very simple thing to produce. It, it is. And actually, um, one of my uh, mentors, who's uh, is much older now, but he used to always joke, is, uh, we make syrup the same way it's always been made. You know, just like you said, it's, you know, you you put a hole in the tree, you collect the sap, and you boil it down, or and you remove the water. It hasn't changed in, since the beginning of time. It's definitely so. one of those things. I mean, you can't really have a tree. You can't fertilize the tree to make more syrup. It's you're very at the will of Mother Nature. So it's got to be an extremely stressful hobby slash job for a lot of these fellows that are. This is what they do. This is what, and that's one of the things I think they love it for. You know. There has to be something running through their blood, a little maple syrup, you could say, that has them doing this. It's a very tough thing to do. It, it is. We actually say it's a disease, um, <laughs> and there's no cure for it. <laughs> but uh, it, it is. But uh, and you're right. I think um, I've, anyone who produces syrup, they love it. And uh, you know, when we get together, we can talk about it for hours. And, and um, as my wife says, she has to develop uh, little hand signals when uh, people are visiting our sugar house to tell me to be quiet and quit talking about maple. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that we're very passionate about. Well, give us a little insight into that. I mean, if you, if I know because I've done it before, but if someone walks into a sugar house and you see the dark, the medium, the ambers, the different candies, you know, take us through what is one versus another type of maple syrup. Okay, um, so the, there are uh, there are four. Uh, primary grades, but um, what you generally see is as the uh, as the light syrup, the amber rich syrup, which is a little bit darker, and then there's the dark robust, which those are the three sort of uh, commercially available uh, syrups, um, and they are made. They, the the grades change, and it's a little bit as the season goes on, they get darker, and there's uh, there are some uh, natural bacteria, and and the warmer temperatures react differently with the sugars. Um, as well as how long the uh, syrup is cooked to some of those those colorings. So as it the sugars caramelize and some of those bacteria changes the, the chemical structure of the sugars a little bit, it uh, changes that coloring. Um, the the lighter syrups are generally a, a little bit of a, a much more of a lighter flavor to them, um, just like their coloring. And as the syrups get darker, the, that traditional robust maple flavor that you kind of think about um, starts to come out more and more with them. Um, and then 
uh, from the lighter syrup generally is what you, you, you make the, the candies that you're familiar with or maple cream, which is kind of like the almost like a, a cream cheese type of spread mm. um, that comes on it. And, uh, and then maple sugar, the granulated sugar. The, uh, the lighter syrups tend to make better products for those, but you can make it with any of them. But, uh, but that's sort of how it goes. Generally speaking, the beginning of your season will be lighter, and then it will, it'll start to get darker as the season goes. So, you know, we're talking in the beginning of March. Where are we in the season in Connecticut right now? So, so normally we would be right in the middle of it, um, and even some years winding down, um, get, you know, kind of, especially at this point in the season, we might have a week or two left. Uh, this year, uh, there were several tappers that tapped in January uh, when it, with, with those warm-ups, but the majority of the producers have only been producing syrup for a couple of weeks now, and uh, with that cold snap we had through February, it kind of pushed the season a little bit later. So we're all kind of watching the weather report every day with a little bit of nervousness <laughs> to see, make sure that it doesn't get warm too too early on us. Because like I said, you want those cold nights, but somewhat warmer, but not too warm during the day. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that uh, you know, 25 to you know, 26 degrees somewhere at night, and then you get up to about 40 degree and sunny. Um, it just makes the perfect days for that. And we're, we're kind of getting there. And, you know, March is maple syrup month here in Connecticut. So that's pretty cool. I mean, the, the industry has been notifi- noticed by the state, and the state understands agriculture, Connecticut grown. There's a lot of agriculture here in the state, and maple syrup is just one of those things where you can go and see and go into the sugar shack and like understand from the start of the pouring of this you know the sap very liquidy watery runny and watch it go through the process of becoming syrup at the end that's got to be pretty neat to see like you said you know when when families come into the sugar house and see this and it's something just clicks that oh this is how these things are made there's still a lot of work that needs to be done to make it but a sugar house is one of those things where you can see the fruits of your labor come to fruition from start to end. It's going to be a long day, but you kind of have something when you're done. There's no other, I mean, besides maybe lumber, at the end of the day, you can end with somewhat of a finished product. You can't have a tomato plant and have tomatoes at the end of the day. And maple syrup <laughs> is one of those things that it's kind of cool in that aspect. It is, it is. And there's, there's also, there's nothing better than walking into the sugar house and you smell that maple in the air, the steam. Oh, um, it's it, there's just something about it that just... <laughs> It, there, it's the most quintessential New England thing in the world. I think it is, yeah. you know. And that's the thing at ctmaple.org. You guys have a list, and there are sugar shacks that are open. People can get out and experience this. And on the website, on the website ctmaple.org, you can see those. But there are a little bit of different precautions because of COVID nineteen this year. What are some of those? So, uh, yep, on our website we have the listing uh, for all the sugar houses that are open to the public. Um, this year, unlike most years, we just are asking that you call ahead to the sugar houses and make an appointment with them. Um, and, you know, where masks are required in the in and around the sugar houses, um, you, you would need to register when you're there, and uh, you know, obviously these hand sanitizers, things like that, things that we're all pretty familiar with at this point. Um, but the because a lot of the sugar houses are smaller, um, and we're we're just working with the Department of Ag and the state to make sure everybody's experience is safe, and and we want to you know, limit the number of people in at any given time. That the, the sugar houses are just asking for that that call ahead so we can do an appointment uh, visits. And uh, the other thing is that uh, as you had said earlier, some of our sugar makers are are older. They might also have at risk family members, mm-hmm. so they're not open this year where they would be in historical years. You might be used to going to visit the 
you know, the local sugar house every year. So we're just asking you to call ahead just to make sure that everything's okay and, and that, um, you know, what what's the, that particular sugar house has for uh, restrictions um, and just so that everybody has a safe and enjoyable visit. And I mean, coming up in March, the 20th and 21st of that weekend, it's Maple Weekend in Connecticut. It is. It's the best weekend of the year. There's going to be a lot of sugar rush and sugar highs going on that day, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, maple syrup is one of those ingredients I use a lot in cooking. For It's very, very versatile, and it's made right here. Like, you can get your own maple syrup right here. Or if you want, I'm sure you can, you know, go to the ctmaple.org website. They'll, there's instructions on how you can get it in your own backyard. There, there are. We actually have a little – we have a, a – a, a, a manual there you can download and you can tap your own trees and, and make your own syrup. There's, it's uh, one of those few agricultural products that just about everybody can do. Joining us this morning is Matthew Wilkinson, the Maple Syrup Producers of Connecticut Association President. Maple syrup is just, I don't want to say it's its New England. It's in our blood. You know, get out there, tap a tree, have some maple syrup, visit some of the sugar houses across the state. Matthew, thanks for joining me again this morning. If there's one thing that, you know, give me one of those tidbits that only a sugar shack maker and maple syrup producer knows about the business give us a little tidbit if you will to end today all right well here's a good one and the moms will love this maple syrup is actually classified as a superfood on par with broccoli so kids cannot be told no you can't have your syrup (laughs) i'm gonna use that not even just the kids i'm gonna use that So that is just an amazing piece of knowledge. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Again, Matthew Wilkinson, Maple Syrup Producers Association of Connecticut president. I love syrup. It's just an amazing thing. And I'm going to use that little bit of knowledge next time we have waffles for breakfast or dinner because you can have syrup with anything. Remember, syrup happens in Connecticut and great things happen at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.